Hi there, this is Erin Nicole and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. He whispers the topic to me um, at all times of day. It just depends on whenever he decides he's going to use me to speak life and encouragement to you. And uh, in our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, although I am homeless now. Veteran spouse, zero supportive services from the American government because of who my husband has been assigned to protect and the evil that has infiltrated our government leadership. But uh, I trust that the Father is in charge of it all. And as I was reading 1 Corinthians earlier tonight, I saw that many of the leaders that wrote the New Testament were also being persecuted and were homeless. So I consider it pure joy to go through what I'm going through right now. Sometimes I share music with you that he inspires through me to bring you some hope and love straight from... I think honestly from the heavens, he gifts me these things the more that I choose to love others. And um, this is going to be a combination sermon and music. I'm not going to play the keyboard because it's so late in the night and I'm a, I am in a motel situation. So we want to be respectful of those on either side of the wall. But the uh, sermon topic... He reminded me of a song that my hero of 2020 and I, my husband, I married last year. Uh, we had written together when we had first met, and he protected me off-grid in uh, the uh, late fall, early winter of 2020. And he didn't want any credit. He said, just write that a veteran wrote it with you, because he wanted all veterans to receive credit. He was one of the most humble people I ever met. That's why I married him. One of many reasons. And uh, without further ado, the topic is called, You're the Only One I Need. Yes, Father. He says, I'd like you to read your journal entry. So I just was journaling as I got home to capture the day. And uh, I'm just going to read you. A little bit about my day today. So as I re record this, it is Saturday, early morning, November 4th. I just returned from work and I'd like to capture the day before I head to bed. My work got my pay on direct deposit for me and I was able to drop off my pay stub to the old fire station. And I'm in a program with them and... Uh, I have to drop off my pay stubs or email it over, but I've been experiencing some cyber attacks. People are blocking me from sending emails to organizations that I need to send information to, so they're not receiving the um, communications. So I dropped it off, and I had seen this elderly lady in there, and she was at my work the day before. I re recognized her hat. I... I got a list of churches to call for benevolence fund support, um, which was advised to me earlier today from my therapist who called to check in on me. I called 10 from the list. I called the 211 number. 
and six from my own search, and only one of the churches answered. Pastor Billy. So I'm, I think I might visit his church sometime soon. While at work, I met Deborah, a homeless woman, maybe 60s, uh, 60, I think she said she was 60 years old. She's a kind soul. I gave her a bag of food we were told we could take home. It's, it was uh, older food that we weren't allowed to sell anymore. It was still packaged. It was good. Then maybe an hour or two later, two young black women came in, uh, Jaquita, and I uh, forget her sister's name. Her sister was crying and went to the bathroom to, uh, I think, wipe up her tears and get cleaned up, use the restroom and whatnot. I gave them a bag of food as well and waters from my car that I had. They're, uh, they're homeless. Jaquita's sandal had broken and I let her use the stapler to hold, to staple her shoe back together. That's why her sister was crying because they're, they're humiliated. Humbly living outside in the middle of starting to get cold here. It's not, not quite winter, it's fall. It's, it's late fall. I wished I could do more, but they were grateful for what I gave them. They asked for old shoes, and I told them to come back next week, and I might have some for them. I asked for their shoe sizes, and it's ironically the same size as my feet. So I was able to read scriptures all throughout my shift and still got my work done. I posted two or three posts on Facebook with stories and scriptures, and I took it easy. Father, thank you for a job where I can read my Bible and bless others. I also met a mother of a son with autism. She homeschools him now because his teacher made fun of him in front of the entire class, saying there is something wrong with your brain. I was able to encourage her, and I gave her my prayer card. She said she'd add me on Facebook. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the right words to speak to her. She told me, I believe I was meant to meet you tonight. Father, thank you for using me in difficult times for me. <laughs> I've got two days until I'm going to be sleeping in my car, and I was still able to help other people. I believe the Father will turn my situation around. I don't know how. I'm not concerned about the how. And if he doesn't, that's okay too. I've got a job, and I can work as much overtime as they allow me to, and I've got blankets, I've got pillows, if I need to sleep in my car, I will do it. I don't desire to, but if I need to, I can go to the old fire station and get showered and cleaned up there and do what I need to do. I've got a couple days left in this motel. I'm trusting, trusting in the Lord. Here, I wrote some more in my journal. That's all I would love to be able to do is continue serving you, Father, wherever you send me. And then as soon as I finished writing that, the Father whispered the melody of the song that I had written with my hero of 2020. We wrote it together called You're the Only One I Need. So I'm going to sing it to you. I'm going to sing it quietly. 
without the piano. Maybe in the future I'll play it with the piano. Uh, we wrote this on December 11th, 2020. I will go wherever you send me. Even if it takes a thousand years I will cross the oceans for you anything you want me to do I'm your child and you're my father with the enemy I will not barter, I will do whatever you say, no one will ever get in my way of serving you, I serve you, Jesus tell me once I'll do it for you. I serve you, only you. They may try to deceive, you're the only one I need. I've had some friends come and go, you've never once left me. Your love overflows. I'm so grateful for your hands. Wrapped tightly around me, your love never ends. I serve you. I serve you. Jesus, tell me once I'll do it for you. I serve you, only you. They may try to deceive, you're the only one I need. No matter what distractions passing by, Keep your focus on him, he will multiply. Even when it seems that no one cares for you. Keep your head up, darling. Believe he's cheering for you. I serve you. I serve you. Jesus, tell me once I'll do it for you. I serve you, only you. They may try to deceive, you're the only one I need. And, uh, I remember exactly where I was at when I started writing the song. We were in our second safe house. The first one I met him in as like a motel situation. And um, 
he was there after sleeping outside for two and a half years on a wait list for housing. Men in America that don't have children in their home with them are on three-year wait lists. Women that don't have children are on two-year wait lists as adults. That's the truth of America for the poor. It might be similar in your nation if you're listening to this and you don't live in America. They advertised for a long time to other nations that we are the one of the best countries in the world and there's all kinds of crooked things happening in our government and our media is full of lies and deceit, but I will say that this man, this was a good man. He used to protect all the presidents of America, not all of them, but he protected many of them. He showed me ribbons and awards and a photo with a former president. He told me not, not to talk specifics about him because he has to stay in the shadows. That's the assignment he had been given from our government. And this mission from the Father, this move happy mission, was a life mission for me so powerful so powerful the father assigned this to me in 2018 and less less than two years later I was in the presence of the top security people of America on both political parties. <laughs> I met them both. I met one of the top security people on Biden's team, and I met one of the top people, if not the top, of President Trump's team. Trump's team, he never told me who he worked for. It was a wiser person, more experienced, and he was humble. Biden's guy was very rich. He had a nonprofit organization, multi-million dollar nonprofit, and he tried to prostitute me, a married man. He sent me on purpose for protections. He told me all the security teams worked together. He told me a lie because he does not have the father within him. Maybe he does. I don't know. It's not up to me to judge. All I know is that they both decided to keep me alive and they worked together in 2020 to evaluate the situation to see if I really was in need of emergency services. I mean, beyond 911. The richest people in the world. The Illuminati. He tried to get me to join their cult. Since 2018, multiple times they sent multiple bad actors to me through the internet. 
That's how powerful this assignment is from the Father. Demonic forces are attracted to the light. They would love nothing better than to drag children of the Most High King into the darkness. And so they continued to try their best to deceive me. And our security teams. I'm so grateful for both of the political parties, military. The last three years has been hell for me. It's not been fun. It's not been joyful. There's been joyful moments that the Father has gifted me. Most of it has been long-suffering beyond what anybody in the world has ever had to endure. Because I've been a part of a first-in-history competition. And when you have a lot of money involved in competitions, people get paid to do stupid things. That's what I was trained. I was trained by the best top security people that run America and are friends, associations with the top trained assassins from all over the world. The White Hats protect families, protect children and women. I married into this organization. I married my hero of 2020 last year. He never told me there was a contract. He knew about it, but he didn't tell me about it because then I would be involved in it and I could be tried through the RICO Act. So they had to keep keep me from knowing the truth. To keep me acting like myself and just being obedient to the Father's assignment for me. It's been absolute hell on earth. They've blocked me from making money in America for three years. We're talking multiple millions of dollars. They've slandered my name to every single person I've met. And I've just shared my journey online. I finally started learning I can't share anything. Because anything I shared, they would hack in my device at any time. Block me from conducting business. Block me from meeting people digitally. Ivy League professor, doctoral chair. Just being beyond bullies because they signed an illegal contract. The president of the Blackwater Alumni Group on Biden's team signed a three-year contract with the deep state Illuminati cult that sacrificed children in private. The Epstein Island people, excuse me, just burped some of my soup from earlier. They forced me into homelessness. I'm on my fourth time of being homeless. 
as I record this, it is early Saturday morning. I've got until Monday, probably 11 or 12 in the morning, to move all my belongings. And I don't have any money. I got my first paycheck. I only made like $200. And that money is going to go to my car insurance, majority of it. So that I am not driving illegally to my job. And then my next bill will go to my car payment. I was fully employed. I had enough money to pay for my own rent. And I was hit by a car being obedient to the father in July on a mission trip. I got hit. I survived it. They didn't provide any medical on site. They asked us in the middle of crisis. I was hit at about 70 miles an hour, 75, 80, I don't know. She was going real fast. My car spun one and a half revolutions on July 8th, 2023. And the police officer that arrived on scene from the Blackwater alumni group or cult, whatever you want to call it, I say cult because uh, once you're in, you're always in. My husband asked to retire last year, and they tried to kill us in America. You tell me, is that, a, is that a group? Is that an organization that your tax dollars should be paying for, for slavery to be allowed in America? I don't think so. The gentleman that arrived on scene arrived because I said my command, because I'm a part of this organization now. Because I married into it. They tried their best to kill my husband and I when he asked to retire. Because he invited himself on my podcast and told me the Lord told him to. To cover and protect his wife. And I believe he was being honest. I don't think he was making up a story. He told me the shower curtain opened up. Days before Easter Sunday. He said, whoo the Holy Spirit came in my midst. I said, what happened? He said, I got to get on your podcast. We'll set up the flag in the background. I'll wear a mask. I said, are you sure? I thought you had to stay off camera. He said, I'll wear a mask. It'll be fine. I said, but what will the guys think? He said, I don't care what they think. I'm not a part of any organization. I'm in the Lord's army. Said, all right. So I interviewed him. A couple days later, phone call out of the blue. My nonprofit business partner had called. I hadn't spoken to her in over a year. She had disassociated from me on all social media for no reason. No reason other than all my associations had disassociated from me. All of them. Every single one of them that was told to from the Illuminati Deep State cult. She called out of the blue and was asking questions about my husband when she already knew who he was. She was asking questions that she already knew answers to. I thought that was very strange. So I changed the subject because he trained me well to not talk about him. And I'm protective of my husband. Even though I got my ass kicked out for answering her phone call and talking about the man who sent me to him, to her. 
I said, yeah, he's an effing loser. He's married. Can you believe that? You were right. Why would he take me on a date? She knew too, too much information. I know with 100% fact they threatened her. Active duty status, black female, warrant officer, served over 20 years to the United States military. Democratic Party that is involved in the deep state Illuminati, they do not care what color of your skin. All they care about is how much money you got or how much value you can add to their bank accounts. She isn't the person that I used to be friends with for seven years. They forced her to get the jab. Many people's personalities have changed since getting the jab. It's sad, but it's true. The mark of the beast is already in many U.S. military people. That's what my father, excuse me, <clears throat> not father. The father reminded me of that just now. My hero of 2020 that became my husband last year, he told me in our first place we met, in his room, he told me that. He said, we are in the end times. I already know the mark of the beast is already in soldiers. They are already manipulating people from inside their bodies with nanobot technology devices. And then he confirmed it with a video from a doctor from Europe that was releasing the truth of the ingredients of the first round of injections of the jab. We are in the end times, but there is a hope beyond all hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. And the white hats, I don't know if all of them believe in Jesus Christ, but they respect our faith, our freedom of religion. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, the top trained assassin of the whole world, the most humble man you'd ever meet, that gave his home away to a family of five, children, five children, a family of, I think, seven, sleeping outside. He gave his home away to them because he had this big old house to himself and he didn't need it. And he thought, well, our government has all these homes. I'm sure they could just give me another home. He had to humble himself for three years after already serving in wars in America, overseas. They didn't give him a house right away. He had to sleep outside, sleep in the woods, sleep in his car for two and a half years, and then he was in a motel for six months when I met him. I had no idea who he was, but I knew that I could trust him because the man that came to my house sent me to him and I had no other options. I was told from a cybersecurity expert, one of the original five from Apple and Microsoft, the director of IT at that time for Pyramid Consulting Group. He was responsible for 1,300 employees. He scanned my computer for free. He was a guest 
on my podcast. And he told me, he said, Aaron, if your technology has been marked, then if you make a phone call, they can trace your location and whosoever location you've called. So I couldn't call any family. I couldn't call any friends. That is what this Illuminati deep state does. They force you into fear. Fear is not of the Father. Fear is of the enemy. Baphomet. Baal. Who has been created from the Father. The Father created all things. The enemy, Lucifer, was an angel in heaven. Was one of the most beautiful angels and got ego. Too much ego. And decided, I don't need God. Lucifer gathered, a th- I believe, a third of the angels and said, hey, we don't need God. We're better than God. So God got word of it and said, oh, really? You think you're better than me? I'm banishing you to the earth. You can have all the riches. You can have dominion of the earth. That is why the richest of the richest have a difficult time entering heaven. Because they don't think they need God. That you can't take your riches with you when you die. Not all the riches in the world can save you from terminal cancers. The Father opens up treasures of heaven to his children that choose love, that stay humble. And I've got a long ways to go long ways to go but he he assigned me this mission in life in 2018 and I've been obedient I have not hesitated I have not gone slow unless he told me to slow down on purpose and this whole last year he did because I had been targeted after they forced me to move out of my husband's home they tried their best to get me framed and arrested with all the January 6 people because our country leadership has been bought out from traitors of many nations. And the current leadership in power, lots of them have been bought out by the CCP of China. Now, I've got friends that are Chinese. I've got friends that are Taiwanese, Vietnamese, black, German, Irish, Italian, all kinds of friends from all over the world. Some friends I've known for decades, some friends I've known for a few minutes. The Father sends me people to minister to or to be ministered from in a variety of faith systems. I don't I don't try to force religion down anybody's throat. I just try to be myself and be kind. And choose to love people as they are. Nobody really bothers me. When I choose love. The last three years it's been absolute hell. Because people have on purpose been paid to bother me. People have been on purpose paid to try to prostitute me. People have been on purpose paid to defame my character. Just like they did to Jesus. And he lived a perfect life. 
I am nowhere near as close to how he lived his life, but I try my best to choose to love my neighbor and to love God, most importantly, with my whole heart, my whole mind, my strength. And it's been beyond exhausting to not have any relief of all the crimes that have been committed against me for over three years. And here I continue releasing the treasures of heaven that he gifts to me, songs, therapies, all kinds of things. I'm running, running low on mercy for others. I know I'm beyond burnout. So I know that that means he's coming back soon. That's what keeps me hopeful. Today, today ministering to people that were pretty much in the same situation as me, only they didn't have a hotel for two more days. I was able to minister to them. I was able to give them food because my bosses told me that I could take as much as I wanted, that it was outdated and we weren't allowed to sell it. So I just explained that to them. I said, hey, they might be a little bit outdated, but they're still good. They thanked me and they asked me what my name was. They were kind to me, they didn't bother me. And they're homeless. People judge homeless people so easily. I think a lot, a lot of attitudes will be changed in the next few years towards the homeless as many of us in the world have seen how terrible life can get when poor leaders are in power. We are definitely close to the end times, but there is a hope beyond all hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. He came to give freedom. He came to show us what's most important in life. He said to drop all your possessions and follow me, to choose love, that he will make you a fisher of men to spread the good news of the Father. Anything you ask in his name will be given unto you if you believe. Anything is possible. Life is limitless when you keep God first place. It truly is. I think that's why I continue to be good to others because it, it fills my spirit. It fills my soul up when I'm good to others. It's what I was called to do. And he told me a few months ago that I am going to be a missionary for the next five years and, and asked me, he asked me, do you trust me? I said, of course, Father, of course I trust you. Why wouldn't I trust you? And he said, get rid of all your belongings. And I said, get rid of Father or sell? And he was silent. So I tried to tried to sell them on the marketplace and right away... All of these people were messaging me, not for the ads that I created on Marketplace, but just sending me messages to my profile directly, trying to find out where I lived. 
So I tried to meet people at the police station and, and my warriors of light that trace all these illegal people. They were tracing all of it and they could see for themselves that I can't even, I can't even use marketplace. Like it's, this competition has ruined my life. I don't have the ability to go back to where I once was and I don't desire to. I live for the father. And that means that for the rest of my life, I have to have protections, top-level protections, because the richest of the richest people in the world that sacrifice children in private, they had marked me. And when they mark you, they mark you for life. They tried to get me to join their cult so many times, and I kept refusing. I didn't know what their cult was. They wouldn't tell me. But my hero told me, because he's got friends in every organization, everywhere. To pretend to be members. To see what their group is about. And then they go as high as they can until it goes against their faith system. And then they remove themselves from their organization. And they report back to the group. I married the most fierce trained assassin in the world and they tried to kill us on American soil last year and what they didn't know. Or maybe they did know and they didn't care. They're trying to figure out how how am I able to do all these things. It's not my strength, it's the Lord's strength through me. When we are weak, he is strong. And I'm a descendant of King David. I'm in the bloodline of Jesus Christ through King David's line. Look it up online. Images of descendants of King David, and you will see. Jesus Christ is real because I am alive. I am real. And all of my siblings, all of us, were swiftly elevated to the front of the line. Anything we chose to allocate our time on, even when we weren't close with the Father because he promised all the descendants of King David for the rest of time on earth would be blessed. I can't wait for the rest of my life. The, these the last three years, it's been a test. They had to test me to see how, oh, what do I want to say, Father? Our strongest, most intelligent, wise military had to test to make sure that I wasn't just full of shit. They had to make sure that I walked the walk of which I talked. And I have been authentic through and through. I have been myself. When I make mistakes, I admit them. I try my best to be a good role model for children, young adults, teenagers, college age, and just speak the truth from my memory of those age brackets of which I lived through. And for elderly people, I'm not there yet. So I demonstrate respect for our elderly because that is in the Bible what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be respectful and kind towards those with disabilities, those that are widows, 
those that are orphans. We're supposed to be loving to all people. Jesus didn't come to minister to the religious people in the churches. He came and he met people where they were at. He spoke to the people that were of different tribes and nations that he wasn't supposed to speak to because there was racism that was very evident at that time. He spoke to the Samaritan woman. That was the first person he ever revealed that he was the Messiah to. And she had been married like five times and was living with a man that she wasn't married to. He didn't judge her for cohabitating. He said, go and sin no more. And he revealed to her things that only she knew. He gives us those same gifts if we ask for them. I didn't ask for specific gifts to be given to me. I asked, how can I serve you, Father? I would love to serve you with my life. And that's when he started giving me visions and prophecies. And I was reading earlier tonight in 1 Corinthians that those are some of the most special spiritual gifts that you should ask for. And I didn't even ask, and he gave it to me because I, I asked a key question. Father, how can I serve you? So I want to encourage you to ask that question yourself. And he might give you different gifts he might give you a different assignment. Or he might say, hey, I'd like for you to join Aaron Nicole Ministries and the Move Happy Movement and give of your gifts to her because she needs some help. I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is that the Father sends me exactly what I need in his perfect timing. And I trust him fully. And I'm grateful for you listening to this. As I record this, my website for the podcast episodes has been shut down, but I'm believing that it'll get back up from donors in the perfect timing. And if not, if it gets erased, then so be it. I serve the Father, and I served Him long before I had a smartphone and the Internet came out. I served Him as a child. I was singing in the church long before the internet was made available to the middle class working poor. And I will continue to do so long after the internet gets shut down. Yes, Father. If you'd like to connect with him directly, he is the source of all things good. It is free. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for the gift of salvation you've given me. I know that I cannot buy it or earn it. You give it freely to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I made so many mistakes in my past. I don't desire to do that anymore moving forward. Please come to my heart and show me when I make mistakes, even before I make them, show me a better way to choose 
to live in this world, Father. I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Next step is to get plugged in to a Bible-based church. You want to keep God first place. Any ask, Father? Okay, he says, yes, please donate as much as you can to Air Nicole Ministries, our nonprofit arm for veterans and first responders. Um, your monies, firstly, would go directly to helping cover my housing, emergency housing needs. Um, you can go to E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E. Excuse me, M-I-N. I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot O-R-G and donate any amount you feel led there. And I don't have a, a way of no, uh, of, um, what is the word? I don't have a way of knowing that you've donated unless you send me a message or shoot me a text, um, like on social media or whatnot. Just let me know, hey, donated check it out, or one of my community members donated, check it out if you'd like it to be anonymous, and I thank you, and I appreciate you for your gifts and for your time. Anything else, Father? He says, Shalom, Shalaka. What, how do you say? Shorguela. I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to look that up later. Anything else, Father? He said, sing it with pizzazz. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.